Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Recent Eats. I'm your host, Aishwarya Iyer, and today I'm here with Evan Lian, who is a cartoonist for The New Yorker and a podcaster. And I'm so excited to have you on, Evan. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, yeah, cartoonist for The New Yorker. I've been doing that for a couple of years. Uh, and then I make a couple podcasts. Uh, the first being Two Dudes Watch Cartoons, which is a show about animated film and television. Um, and then the other one is a sort of founder interview conversation podcast called Sunday List, which we I make are for have to, to link do, which all is of that. a more uh, traditional <laughs> and we need to five link, job. We have to link your cartoons because they're Sounds so <laughs> funny. That's the way that I found you is via Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I laughed out loud at so much of your work. And I was like, oh my God, I think that I would want to be friends with this person. And that's, that's how it all started. <laughs> it's weird because it's, you know, it's kind of a freelance thing that I started doing in 2018. I was maybe between jobs is how I'll put it when I first started doing it. And it was just sort of like this, I mean, I, I've drawn all my life just for fun and, uh, between jobs, I picked it back up as an adult and, it, and I started submitting as sort of like a, a pipe dream, just like a way to kill time. And it panned out eventually. Um, so I've been super fortunate, but yeah, on my Instagram, it's a mix. You'll probably find a mix of cartoons because I'm, I'm not pitching as frequently, but the rest of the content is usually food stuff. And, and, uh, I don't know what that does for like my Instagram audience or engagement or being niched down by topic and or two whatever, things but, that are uh, so lovely. Are and let's talk about very, the food side. About. What, what's your relationship to food? How much do you cook versus how much do you mm -hmm. eat outside? And you know, what's your restaurant situation? So I do work uh, like, my nine to five. And then I do like my freelance podcasting and, and cartooning in the evenings. So a lot of times I, I don't cook as often as I like. So a lot of times, you know, I fall back on it and Uber eats and I try to support the local economy. Uh, but I do, when I have time to, I like to be thoughtful um, and, and cook at home. That's what we aim for. We don't always get, uh, get there, me and my wife, but more often than not, it's ordering out. Uh, and, and so we're in the Metro Detroit area and I actually kind of lucked out in the, the neighborhood that we're in. Um, it's not particularly known for food or anything. It's what a real it small called? suburb, like, uh, maybe two, okay. two and a half square miles. Uh, uh, uh it's called Berkeley, but I, I say that because we moved here, not really for any particular food scene, uh, <laughs> but maybe halfway, you know, 2021, 2022, uh, a place around the corner, it used to be like a hot dog restaurant that I would go to every now and then, uh, hot dog takeout spot restaurant, not so much, but, uh, they eventually shut down and it got taken over by a new restaurant in town called Casa Amado and, and the chef Amado Lopez was nominated oh, wow. for emerging chef in, um, the James Beard, uh, awards this year. So, total happenstance. We've gotten to know them cause we go there pretty often. Yeah. And my hometown, uh, I, I grew up in a city called Novi, which has a really large Asian American population. And, uh, I think I looked it up. It's like the largest Japanese mm. population in the Midwest, uh, because of the auto industry. And, and so there's a lot of great, I grew up around a lot of great Japanese food, grew up just around a lot of 
different ethnic foods. My wife is from uh, Dearborn, which is, you know, largest Middle Eastern population in the U.S. So she grew up around a lot of Middle Eastern food. Uh, so a lot of just exposure to different things around here that I've been pretty fortunate to have well, that's around. that's going to make for an even, even you know, yummier recent exactly eats. A huge so food let's city. talk about what you've been eating and let's start, you know, we're in the middle of the <laughs> week, so we'll yeah. zoom back uh, a few days. What did you start eating? When did you start recording mm -hmm. this? And when, you know, let's start there. I was overzealous. I started recording here and there last Monday, which was April 10th, but uh, I'll, I'll skip ahead to maybe this past weekend, which was, um, it, it, we were actually visiting a friend in LA. So maybe we'll get a, a mixture of both of, of what we do when Perfect. we go out with friends and then a travel day and, and a day at home. So, um, so I think that would take us to Sunday. This past Sunday, we were in, um, our friend lives in uh, LA. And then we, we went out for this day hike in Topanga. And we started the day off uh, at this place called Cafe on 27, which has a, this patio with a really great view of the canyon. Um, and it's a really popular brunch spot, apparently. But um, I started with a kafta tagine. It was like sunny side eggs and, and a tomato sauce and uh, beef meatballs, which seems heavy for a breakfast, but I usually err towards like mm. the more unusual things. Like I'm not huge on brunch itself, just like eggs and bacon and sausage or, or and potatoes or whatever combination of that. So I always look for more interesting stuff like that. We also got this espresso waffle, which was like a waffle oh my with God. That a really delicious, delicious espresso, like whipped cream topping. Uh, yeah. It was a great way to start the day. I don't know if it was great for, we then went on a hike that, that ended up being like five miles. So uh, I might've gone a little bit lighter uh, if I had known how long it was going to be, but it was, it was a really cool spot. Um, again, beautiful view and just a really cool area. I hadn't been out to visit this friend yet. Um, and so that was our, our brunch. And then after that, we went back to her place. She lives closer to Santa Monica uh, kind of Venice area. Um, we went to a, a place for drinks and apps called Cloverfield and just got a bunch of the apps cause they were in like a social hour. So it was like was hummus, say, shrimp, ceviche, and then nachos with like a barbecue beef. Snacky, underrated. Like I think they're underrated. Mm -hmm. I just don't hear people talking about nachos that much, especially as adults, but it's such a fun group friend food. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I have not traditionally ordered a lot of nachos. I'm, I'm big on tacos. I, uh, I, I don't usually go for like burritos either too often, but, uh, my wife is big on chips and guac nachos, uh, guac itself. Um, if there's a nacho option, we'll get it typically. And, and, uh, we'll do like a taco salad for like a quick dinner. We'll do, you know, just like uh, a ground beef, like with, you know, whatever seasonings and, and throw it over some uh, tortilla chips. And I don't know, it's just a fun, easy way, easy meal. I, I feel, I find myself gravitating towards a yeah. lot of like uh, just easy, efficient, quick meals throughout the week. Cause like working remote for three years, eventually you preparing totally three meals a day. You. Gets, I have gets no idea how people, and I mean, I have a little food tedious. company. And I still don't know how people have the enthusiasm or the energy to sort of uh -huh. like 
grind it out every single day, all three meals. Like we're big into, you know, whether it's, we use this new service called chef mm-hmm. with an eight S H E F. And you have like home cooks that, you know, you get delivered meals yeah. from, or, you know, doing an occasional caviar or Uber eats or, being very like shameless about going to Whole Foods and like picking up, you know, kind of like their deli food. Um, I just don't think there's any shame in that. Like that is the way, I don't know, we have Mm -hmm. to, we've got to rock and roll. Like I don't, yeah. So I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I find myself trying to be like, I have a few pantry staples that I rely on to dress up or, or spice up, um, whatever I'm making, uh, or just, uh, I fall back on ingredients that I can use in a lot of different ways. So like towards the beginning of the pandemic, my mom gave, uh, like gave me our hand me down rice cooker that has been in our house for who knows how long, but it still works. And, uh, it's like all in Japanese and I can't even, I don't understand the buttons, but she told me what to push and it still works. So oftentimes I'll just make, you know, a bunch of rice and then use it throughout the day. Um, the other day I made, uh, it's like a a Japanese style breakfast, which is just like you crack an egg over steamed rice when it's out of the pot. And so it'll, it'll steam the egg, you mix it in and you can put like a furikake rice seasoning on top of it, sprinkle a little MSG or, or do like soy sauce in it. And that's like a fun way to spice up eggs. I use eggs a lot. Um, I, I think this morning I had like eggs like a fried egg and then just a, a dab of like soy sauce on top of it, which is a nice way to to season it. I think and super easy. Uh, so yeah, like furikake soy sauce, um, pork floss is, is, uh, is like a, a more odd ingredient that you get at like an Asian supermarket, but it's essentially like pork shredded into like uh almost like cotton candy, like texture. And it's a little sweet. It's a little savory. And it's one of those ingredients that like my mom always had it in the pantry as a kid and, uh, you know, would tell you to use sparingly, but now I have my own disposable income and I can go to the the Asian supermarket. So I I use it very freely, very liberally. Uh, and that's, I've enjoyed that aspect of, of, uh, you know, familiar, re-familiarizing myself or like getting in touch with my, uh, I absolutely love that. that Whether it's like, uh, yeah, taking an element up. of our cultures and carrying that on all the way to taking those pantry staples and those essentials and like also like not treating them as luxuriously, you know, like little luxury, but doesn't have to be so precious. Um, okay, so mm-hmm. let's go back to what you were eating. Oh, so we hung out at uh, Cloverfield long enough through the social hour. And then I ended up getting like a fried chicken sandwich that had this really delicious toasted sesame honey on it. Uh, uh, and it was absolutely delicious. I gravitate, I tend to gravitate towards a, a few things if I see them on any menu, which is like Ooh. either a fried chicken sandwich or if there's a French dip, I love a French dip and I, I cannot turn away from it. So that was, uh, that was our dinner for Saturday. And then Sunday we stayed in, uh, because we had been, you know, dining out most of the weekend, scrambled eggs. Uh, our, our friend's boyfriend made uh, chocolate chip pancakes and then we just made potatoes. So real simple, easy. And, uh, we had been hanging out for the whole weekend or we're kind of running out of ideas stuff to do and we were just like scrolling through facebook or whatever online and we came across this 
like night market food festival thing, but it started during the day. It's called 66 Night Market in um, Santa Monica. It's just in a little parking lot, a couple of food vendors, but it was like a bunch of Asian street food vendors. So we got takoyaki, um, uh, squid, squid skewers and Korean corn dogs, uh, these bao buns with pork belly in them. <laughs> I could have spent all day. I, I could have spent like uh, my whole bank account there. Um, and so, you know, I kept it pretty, I kept it under wraps. You know, my wife let me go visit like after five tenths. It was like, okay, we, you know, we could probably wrap it up here. But um, yeah, those were, I, I had never had like the Korean style corn dog where they're like breaded mm-hmm. in like a, uh, and, and then dipped in a batter and then breaded again and, and deep fried. It's, like the breading on top. Oh my God. It had like a I've flaming seen hot that. Cheeto yeah. I've not had that too, to but my sister or either, but my sister mm-hmm. says they're delicious. And we're, yeah, so good. Like, let's talk about traveling and food. How do you deal with Mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. I will typically just pop into whatever convenience thing they have at the airport, grab like some nuts or a granola bar. So when we were flying back, nothing super fancy. We just had like a breakfast sandwich the morning before we left. And then, while we were on the plane, I always opt for a ginger ale because nothing hits quite like ginger ale at 30,000 feet. For some reason, I don't know. It just feels like the height of luxury. Um, and uh, and then I, a bag of sun chips, which I, I feel like they used to give you an option of or like they would give you just hand you all three. And now you have to hundred percent. And that combination of like the bubbles in your mouth, like whether it's like a LaCroix nice. or the ginger ale and some sun chips. There's something really, really decadent about that. The mm-hmm. two coming together. So good. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, that's all I ate on the plane. I'd gotten like like a chicken salad sandwich at the airport, and I don't know, it just sounded gross after a while. Um, and I didn't feel like eating it. Uh, but when we got home, it was pretty late. Stopped my buy McDonald's, got a quarter pounder, got some fries, got a Sprite because it was late. You know, I, I don't typically get fast food. I don't have any problem with it, but just, you know, I try to eat a bit healthier, but it, yeah. it is, yeah. you know, it's, they know what they're doing. They know the know. sodium it's, levels it's they're great. throwing in there. No they know that sweet and salty combo that mm-hmm. we all love. Like there's a reason why mm-hmm. there's like a trillion burgers that have been eaten yeah. by you know, from McDonald's or whatever that number is now. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a Taco Bell close by that we will usually pop into if we're having a late night craving, but it's, it's just so nice to have that around oh, as well as the nicer. Absolutely. Uh, uh, James it's Beard all, nominated it's both, right? I think that's it. And well. it's like, that's, it's kind of like life too. Like you kind of want to dabble in both. Mm-hmm. What is, so what is like the beginning of a week look like for mm-hmm. you guys? Like now that you're back in Detroit, absolutely. what is like, yeah. What did Monday and Tuesday look like for food? sort of back to basics, getting takeout, uh, a, a lot of these quick lunches. Um, so I had like the fried egg with soy sauce on it today and we get most of our groceries delivered, uh, that through this thing called, um, imperfect foods where they use you know, whatever, uh, produce with blemishes or, or anything like that. Uh, so that's a, a nice way to, you know, I, I tell myself I'm 
doing my part a little bit in, in some way. Um, so we will plan out a couple meals at the beginning, but usually by, by Tuesday or Wednesday, you know, we've gone off the rails where or ordering Uber eats, right uh, but you. we always set out with the best <laughs> of intentions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it happens. So we will pick meals to make and, and, uh, but I always have, you know, mm-hmm. a, a big torso sized bag of, of rice that I can cook at any moment. I like to have the March on instant ramens on hand, you know, uh, those pretty much fueled me through the pandemic. And, and to this day, I will have a couple. I'm trying to cut back on it because who knows what it's doing to my blood pressure. What, but, what kind of rice uh, yeah, do you it, it, It's a like fallback for me. And is there a brand that you go to? There's not a particular brand. I'm a, a white rice, um, short grain, white rice person through and through. Uh, I remember growing up, uh, uh, my dad had a high cholesterol. So at one point we had switched to like a brown rice, which I did not like it as much. I think it's supposed to be healthier. That might be up for debate as, now. But You know what's crazy? Um, as someone who also grew I, up I eating a lot of rice, rice. South Indian food is very, and like South Indian in general, it's very rice-based, everything that you eat. Um, we did a lot of like Basmati mm-hmm. and long grain rice, not as much short grain, but then there was this wave of, oh, brown rice is the way to go. Mm-hmm. It's much better for health. And I learned recently that all rice was brown rice up until like a hundred years ago. Yeah. Apparently all rice was brown <laughs> rice. And what? then it became this like That's crazy, I don't know, some Western company turned all like a bunch of rice into white rice and they are stripping away a lot of the Uh nutrients but i think that it makes it tastier but even the brown rice that people were eating like 400 500 years ago though was still super tasty like it didn't taste like the brown rice we're eating so all in all we're royally not in the place that we maybe could have been yeah or that we were so it's my rice We're, history today. Okay. All right. <laughs> that makes me feel better. And <laughs> that's no, that's super fascinating. Cause I remember it was like, there was that health stigma. I feel like it came around in like the aughts or maybe early two thousands. And, and my wife is a, works in healthcare. She's a nurse practitioner. So she's often reading about stuff like this. And I remember her saying like, Oh, it might not, you know, there might not be this huge deficit or disparity between <laughs> Are you guys both like, snacks people? Like, do you keep a lot of snacks way. at home, or are you sort of just focused on the meals? We do keep a lot of snacks at home. I don't tend to snack a lot because if I do, I'm like ravenous. I will yeah. sit through and eat like a, a family sized bag of chips in one sitting. So I don't tend to, but we keep a lot on hand. And and so what. I've tried to uh, to get to is is you know, healthier snacks. A lot of the things on these online markets like Thrive Market or, or Imperfect Foods have healthier options. Um, I, I've really been enjoying like just rice cake with like a peanut Let's butter on it. Fire. So trying to make better choices there right. as well with what I'm snacking what on. What is your all-time favorite food okay. that you would eat every single day for the rest of your life? It would be, and I know this is a broad category, it would be ramen. Any form any form of like Asian noodle in a broth, I can eat forever and ever. 
there was a birthday I had when I was maybe like six or seven. And I remember it distinctly because my mom let me eat two instant ramens in one day, in one sitting. And it felt like that has been burned into my memory. I just love it. I've ate so much of it in the last three years. I will continue I to eat so much of it. I have to plug my friend Kevin's uh, company. Yeah, um, any, any his company is called Emmy Ramen. And they do high protein, low carb ramen. Have you tried this yet? Okay. It's really I good. I mean, I feel like you're more. Here, but I'm yeah, have to try I mean, it you're eating ramen more than I do, so your palate diet. for it is probably <laughs> different. But I tried it. You know, I've tried different versions of it since they launched, mm-hmm. and it just keeps getting better and better. And they're like taking customer feedback into consideration and. They're just a wonderful company and he's amazing. So anyway, shut up. Yeah, please. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Best restaurant in your city, Detroit. (laughs) What would you say? Oh, that is tough because there are a lot of great restaurants in in Detroit. But I'm going to take this opportunity. This is going to sound so local of me, (laughs) but I'm going to plug my... I've been... toiling over this over the for the past week uh there's a, a a small japanese restaurant in my hometown which has a huge japanese population it's called uh Ajishin, and it's just like uh, uh, they serve sushi and udon and um there's like maybe like a 10 seat uh, uh sushi bar that you can sit at and order and then a handful of uh of tables there but p- prior to the pandemic mm-hmm. they uh, um it would be lines out the door. You, the typical wait there is 30 minutes to an hour. People are packed inside waiting and then it goes out the door. Uh, but they have a really delicious udon and like a, a fish broth. It's the namesake dish is called the Jishin and there's like tempura shrimp in it and fried tofu. And, uh, I don't know. It's just delicious. It, it, when I was living with my parents back home, it was like my favorite meal. Also it's a great hangover meal. Just cures everything um unfortunately they've only been takeout since uh which is probably responsible but um so i've gotten a couple times since then but what's the longest you would wait in line to get a seat at the bar at that noodle bar i i would probably wait an hour i forget what day it is but they do like a break between their lunch service that ends at two uh and then their dinner service which starts at five and i've skipped lunch if i got there too late to just go back there and i would like wait from two to, to five hours. if i missed was having a late lunch just to, <laughs> to eat there great i love it yeah um, i guess favorite sweet treat <laughs> as a person with a sweet yeah. tooth i ask everyone this mm. a favorite sweet treat I, for desserts, I typically go for, I love anything chocolate, but when I'm like ordering dessert, I love a cheesecake. And I had, I recently had my favorite dessert of all time, um, which was oh this neighborhood goodness. restaurant that makes a baklava cheesecake. So the, the crust of the cheesecake is like super flaky and nice. <laughs> I would too. That combination and, uh, of baklava yeah, and cheesecake sounds super magnificent. Yeah. <laughs> Evan, this has been such a delight. How can people mm-hmm. find you? Yeah, you can find me uh, on Instagram at EvanLean underscore. Uh, you can follow my cartoon work there and I link to all my podcasts from there as well. So just and they're follow so me there. funny, you guys. I post cartoons pretty regularly. Uh, I, I, 
<laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm glad you like them. Sometimes cartooning can feel very isolating because it's like not a, a very interactive Amazing. medium. Thank you for coming so on. So I appreciate that. Um, yeah, check me out there. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Recent Eats. We're an independent podcast that's truly a personal passion of mine. And so I want to thank and shout out our producer, Evan Lindsay. I would greatly appreciate if you could rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. To stay up to date with future guests, follow us at Recent Eats Pod on Instagram. And you can find me on Instagram at Hello Aishwarya. See you next time.